the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and the first hour was a mess, but uh, it's all my fault, and I apologize for that, but hopefully the second hour will be smooth. And I wanted to tell you, first of all, um, a little history about Under the Hood Car Show with Mark Salem and and, uh, and just a little bit of history, and it will help explain the best car repair shops list and that and will explain and put everything kind of together. Um, I was born and raised in Arizona on the southern border. I was born and raised in Douglas. And I went to Tempe High School, and I graduated from there, and I worked at a gas station all through my high school years. And I became a policeman, and then I started uh, my repair shop in Ahwatukee in 1979. I just always loved to work on cars and recognized that maybe police work wouldn't give me the gratification that I would get for fixing on cars. When I first started radio in 1988, the number one question on the radio was, is where are you at? And my mother, um, who passed away in 2005, said to me, um, this is not the time for thumping your chest. This is time for you to focus on their needs, not your shop. And so at that particular point, I had a lot of friends in the repair industry. And so I would say to them, where do you live? And I know Whitey at Scottsdale and Civic Center. Um, I know Tony at 56th and Thomas. Um, I know these guys, and perhaps you should try them. And out of that, I then created the Best Car Repair Shops list, which is, is now called a referral network. And, of course, there's lots of those referral networks out there now. Kudzu and Angie's List, and uh, I think Parker's and Sons has one. There's lots of them out there. But we were the very first ones, at least in the state of Arizona, if not in the United States. Rosie came after us, and he started with his um, referral network. But the idea was is to just highlight the good guys in our industry. And obviously it's morphed into something even more than that. But there's the relationships that I've had since 19... 19- 79, and actually starting from about 1970, whew, 1968, when I worked at the gas station before I could even drive, all the way up, um, I still have a lot of those relationships. Bill Bridwell is somebody that I've known for more than 40 years. Um, there's lots of guys like that out there. One of the guys that I wanted to tell you about was Action Auto. I've known Tom and since the mid-70s. He now has and has had for a very long time, since 1983, Action Auto Repair at I-17 in your Valley. He's a good guy. He knows how to fix cars. He has a BMW certified technician, so they do some BMW work. But he works on domestics and imports, cars and trucks, gas and diesels, and he's a good guy. 
So if you live anywhere near the northwest corner of I-17 in Deer Valley and you don't have a repair shop, may I suggest that you go in and just get an oil change and see how you like them. And that's Action Auto Repair, the northwest corner of I-17 in Deer Valley. Car repair is a give and take of information between the driver and um, and people. One of the things that people continue to say to me that I, I kind of object to is, is, you know, whatever it takes, just fix it. Folks, don't ever say that to your shop. Don't ever say it to any of the shops that, that I represent or that I suggest that you go patronize. Don't ever say, just fix it. That is just the worst thing in the world to do because their idea of, of what fix it means and, and what, you know, in, in our world, the average repair bill may be 400 to $800, and you're thinking that you're authorizing $150. So just do yourself a favor. There's, there's two, when you take your car in for, for an analysis of a problem, um, there are two questions. Number one is, is, what is your diagnostic fees for this particular problem? And I think the majority of the shops in the uh, Phoenix area and perhaps even the state of Arizona, it, the, the lowest side is going to be $50 and the upper side is going to be $200. And I think everybody's going to be in that sweet spot between 75 and 125 And it just simply depends on what the diagnosis procedure involves. If it's a matter of test driving your car to find out that you have a vibration, that may very well be on the $25, $35, $45 problem side because that's something that can be accomplished very quickly. On the other hand, if every Tuesday afternoon at 2 o'clock the horn honks um, for an hour, um, that's going to be a little bit more. Uh, It's going to take time to hook up equipment to the car to figure out why this is happening. So those are the issues that that are in your best interest for you to deal with. We've got a caller, Gil. Who, what's the caller's name? Caller is Bob. Bob, good morning to you. How can we help you this uh, morning? Good morning, Mark. Uh, I've got a general question on batteries. Do you ever recommend replacing a, a, a battery after like three years? Uh... You know, I, I don't, and I'll tell you why. Um, almost always, my customers and my wife, and, and I know for sure myself, there's going to be symptoms when the battery begins to, to, to pass away. And I, I, this is a true story. It's hard to believe it's a true story. My wife said to me one day at work, she says, would you have somebody check the battery on my car? And I said, what was the matter? And she says, well, it just kind of, instead of going, rrr, 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 when I started it in the morning, it went, and she says, then it started. But there was this kind of effort, hard effort. And I said, yeah, sure, I'll do it. So I checked it, and I said, you know what? It's got the CCAs. It, the ability is as good as the CCAs on the sticker. I said, let's just wait a couple more days. And she says, okay. So after a couple more days, we're having lunch. And I said, how's your car? And she says, it, it's still. And, and, and I talked to Eddie, my shop foreman, and he described it as dragging the starter. And I said, yeah, that, that's a good. The next morning, she calls me, and she says, okay, Mr. Idiot, come and get me at home because my car won't start. Two days later, my truck started dragging. So Mark and Renee put batteries in her Ford car and in my Dodge um, within a week of one another. And two and a half, two years, three months later, we both replaced the batteries again. <laughs> okay. Uh, how, about when you have, how about when you have start-stop because they start so quickly that I don't know if you'll have symptoms or not with something like that. No, you will, and here's why. Here's why. 
the battery, when it sits in its static state, is going to be somewhere in the vicinity of 12.5 to 13 volts. That's key in your pocket. You walk up to the car. You're in trouble when the voltage drops below 9.6. When it gets below 11.5, between 11.5 and 9.5 is the trouble area. So even when you hit the key, and you're right, you're absolutely right. I hit the key and it starts so fast. Well, the voltage is going to go from 12.5 to 13 volts, going to drop down to just a little under 12. Boom, the car is going to start right up. But when that battery loses a cell, when that battery starts sulfating, when we short out one of the cells, and keep in mind that a 12-volt battery has six cells, each cell's worth two volts. So when we lose a cell, then we go from that, th that 13 volt, to, which is 100% charged battery, we're going to drop down to 11. And now when we hit the starter, we're going to drop down to 9.6 or less. That's when we're going to start dragging the starter. So you're going to have that okay. and then go. But you can. Uh, the overwhelming, uh, ever since day one, and I've probably serviced, I would, I would imagine that. Hello, hello. Bob. Yeah, Hello. Uh, Mark Salem, uh, just drop it. Uh, hold on the line and uh, tell us a little bit more about your battery problem. Oh, it's 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 really not a problem. It's just uh, uh, the, the battery's three years, three months old. It's got start-stop on it, so it starts real quick. And I, I used to replace batteries after they got about three, three and a half years old to avoid having a problem. So was your problem um, or your issues uh, usually in the summertime or in the winter? You know what? Just whenever it failed, uh, or, or, or I, I, it, it, I really didn't wait till I had problems. What I did was replace the battery after three years and three or three years and three and a half years, something like that, to avoid breaking down in a parking lot or something like that. Uh, I, I think he's answered my question that I should see some problems even with start stop on that thing. So I think I think he's taking care of my problem. Thank you. Okay, Bob. Thanks so much for for your question and uh, and the comments. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, Bob. Anyway, I'm sorry. That was my fault. Um, if, if you're really worried and you're going to be taking a trip or you have a bunch of important meetings coming up and your battery is more than two years old, there's nothing wrong with replacing it. My suggestion is that you could still have another third of its life available to you. And almost always, I would say more than 80, 85% of the time, people will actually admit that they heard those symptoms for five to ten days before they put their key in the ignition and it didn't make any noise at all. So um, I, typically there are symptoms associated with your battery failing, and uh, if you pay attention to those, you should be okay. But thank you very much for calling. Oh, boy. Hey, Gil, are you there? I'm here. All right. You look at your clock and tell me if you say 50... 51, 52, are we synchronized? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. And do we have anybody else on the phone? We have Charlie. Uh, yes, we have Charlie. All right. Charlie, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Oh, thank you for taking my call, sir. Hey, uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir, I can. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, I've got a, a 95 Ford F-250 with a 7.3 turbo, and I, I discovered fuel dripping out of the uh, from underneath the truck this morning, and that thing's got a whole bunch of stuff in order to even get to get down to the fuel pump. 
if you were going to just look at it to find out if it's a line or a fitting or something, would you would you need to start taking things like the turbo and the, and the tubings off first? Well, let me ask you a question. The, okay. Tell me exactly where the drip is hitting the ground in relationship to the motor, to the front, right front wheel, to the left front wheel, to the middle of the truck, the back of the truck. Where's the drip hitting the ground? Oh, it's coming right off uh, where the bell housing has got the, the little cover underneath where you, you know, you take it off to maybe look at the, at the uh, truck by. Uh, the inspection plate at the bottom of the transmission? Right. It's okay. dripping right off of that. Okay. And you know it's fuel? Yes, sir, I do. Okay. All right. You know, I, I don't I don't think that the turbo is going to come off initially. Um, I, I'm thinking that that uh, we're going to probably pressurize the system. We're probably going to get some mirrors and some flashlights. Yeah, we're probably going to take the hood off so we can look back there real good, nice and clean. Yeah. But but the answer to your question is is I don't I think you have and 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 let me tell you, too, removing the turbo on a one to ten scale with difficulty. Most people look at that 7.3 and the 6.0s and all the rest of them, and they say, God, that turbo just looks impossible. But to a seasoned technician, that's really about an 8.5 on a 10 scale. It's, oh, it's no. not a 1 or a 2 or a 3 or a 4, but it's an 8.5, and, and he's not scared of that. Okay. So it's not something that uh, scares us or it's not something that goes back together bad. It's not something – but it, it. I will agree with you, it looks – very, very intensive, labor-intensive and difficult. But I'm telling you, in, a, in our world, there's a lot of things on other cars and trucks that are, are nines and tens, and that might be an eight and a half. Uh-huh. So where do you, where do you, who, who does your diesel work for you? Oh, uh, gosh. It's a guy I've known for years, and uh, he's really good. Uh, but he's he's got two jobs, and he's pretty, sometimes he's pretty hard to, to get a hold of. Okay. And uh, well, what part of town do you live in? Uh, East Mesa. Okay. Um, I think what I would do is I would call Perkins Diesel on Country Club. I think it's a Country Club in Southern. Yes, sir. And I would I ask they them if they have any referrals out on the East Trail for you, or if you could get it to them. Um, they're not on my list. He does lots of wholesale work. He does lots of work for shops and, and, and people like that. So he doesn't do a lot of retail work, but he is a good guy. And, um, and, I, and I trust him. So uh, I, 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 can't, I can't tell you that, that uh, you know, he's absolutely perfect, but I can tell you that you're not the first person I've referred to Perkins, and he won't be the last one. Um, you might call Thompson's Auto Repair there at Stapley and Southern and ask him. Okay. But Perkins would be another guy I'd look at as well. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You betcha. Thank you, Charlie. We'll be back right after this. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC-certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. 
and one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Earnings vary based on your effort. Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Phoenix? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. This is Stan Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Phoenix area who want to learn how to make money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. Phoenix is a perfect market for my system, and next week, I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you will learn how to make money flipping homes and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Than's Workshop, call 1-800-720-6694. Seating is extremely limited. Call in the next 10 minutes and you'll also reserve a free copy of Than's Money for Deals Guide. That's 1-800-720-6694. That's 1-800-720-6694. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot. Uh, hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I, I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I don't want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Check out the Seth Liebson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Actually, it's 22 minutes. After 11 o'clock, my name is Mark Salem, and the phone lines are open. I've got Dave on the phone, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Let me tell you about Quality Transmission real quick. Quality Transmission is the sole transmission shop in the East Valley that I recommend because um, time and time again, Bob and Steve have proven that they have the customer's best interest at heart and not their own padding of their invoices. They don't jack up the prices. They're truly there to find and fix your problems. And like Bob tells it so very well, he says, um, people come in with the idea that every problem they have with their transmission is going to necessitate a two or three or four or $5,000 transmission overhaul. And in fact, rarely does that happen. He says, typically the ones that come on on tow truck that don't move typically have a massive failure, internal failure. And he says, and not necessarily all of those need a complete transmission as well. So if you're in the East Valley and if you want Mark Salem's opinion, the very best shop you could go to is Quality Transmission. They're on McClintock, north of University, 
right there in the northeast quadrant of Tempe and uh, very close to the west northwest portion of Mesa and the south portion of Scottsdale, if you wanted to look at it that way. That's quality transmission. Dave, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Good morning, Mark. How are you doing? Good, good. Um, I got a couple quick questions. Um, first one is for um, paint and body work. I know you recommend Phoenix Body, um, which we had our car re- you know, fixed there. Um, I want to get my old Pontiac painted eventually, um, but there, do you know of any other paint places that are not as expensive or, you know, that do a good job? Uh, well, I can, I mean, it, when a complete paint job depends on, on how much the owner is going to participate. If, if the owner takes the seat, you know, everything but the front seat out, and the, and the owner takes all the chrome off, the bumpers and the grill and the mirrors and the door handles, if the owner participates in a, in a prep of the car, that, that can knock oh, 25 to 35% off your bill right off the bat. Okay. And, and, and that will help reduce the overall cost. If you're going to take an old car and paint it, the question then is, is um, and it's kind of like a menu. You, you take your car to, to any body shop and you say, you know, I want a complete repaint. And here's what they're thinking. Oh, boy, I got door handles, I got all the exterior chrome, I got all the window chrome, I got all the windows, I got all the door rubbers, I got all the door window rubbers, I've got all the ins- the the, uh, the weather stripping to take off, got to pull the windshield, got to pull all the glass, I'm going to paint this thing and make it look nice. He wants to do a color change, which makes it even worse, and then I got to do all the door jams. Now I got to pull not only the outside door handle, but I got to pull the latches and the, and the lock post, and, and I need to paint the hinges, too. So it just depends on, A, if you're going to change the color, mm-hmm. and, B, do you want and, and the old-fashioned cheap one where we just mask everything off and paint it, or do you want that stuff taken off, painted, and put back on, or do you want to put it back on? So those are the questions. Um, you, What part of town do you live in? Uh, Goodyear. Okay. I, I'm, you might track Mike's auto tech because he does lots of old car restorations, and it would give you an opportunity to balance out, um, you know, estimates from other shops. But when you talk to these other shops, just make sure that they're all bidding the same thing. I remember taking my 70 Chevelle, gosh, 25 years ago to a shop, and I pulled all the windows, all the all the hardware and everything. And um, I actually gutted the interior with the exception of a bucket seat. I took the dash out of it. I took the carpet out of it. I took everything. And he said to me, you did a great job, and what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to go ahead and pull the seat, and I'm going to clean up the inside, and I'm going to undercoat the inside for you for soundproofing before you put your carpet back in. I thought that was a nice thing. So we didn't really trade, but he gave me a discount because I did a lot of the work myself, but then he turned around and and, and compensated me nicely for making it easy for him. Maybe you could get into that groove if you want. Okay. All righty. Um, and my second last question is on my, on my same old Pontiac. Um, I'm having problems with the inside the dash, um, behind the dash, the, the cluster, as far as my bulbs, I have four ball or three bulbs that are not working and they're all centered around the gauges that are in the center to the middle. And I've changed all the bulbs, um, 
tested well, yours, your nine, it's, a, it's a 77 um, okay. tested the circuit board in the back um, but I just I just can't get the, the last three bulbs to light up okay well it, there's there's quite a few places uh, on the internet that you can send that to but I would think that if you can't get them out then why can't we just pull the dash panel out? Why can't you set it on the kitchen table? Why can't you hook it to a 12-volt battery? And with a digital voltometer, why can't you trace the ground and the power to each one of those three bolts? Uh-huh. And and you have to have ground and power to each one of them in that printed circuit. So, And then if you sat there and wiggled things and used some dielectric grease on some of the contacts because the bulbs snap into a plastic thing with two little brass ears. Then you set the bulb in the hole and you spin the black uh, bulb holder. That Those two little brass pieces then contact the printed circuit board. And I put just a dab of dielectric on each one of those connections. But it, it can only be the connection at the bulkhead connector of the, of the dash, which is where you have the big plug that plugs into the recessed hole where the printed circuit board then gets all of its information, it's either bad there or it's bad upstream from there, and that would go to the headlight switch or the rheostat that gives you high and low, but you say you only have three bulbs out and not all of them. So when you look at the big picture, this is going to be just tracking down the bad connection, but those printed circuit boards, you can buy those things for less than 10 bucks on the Internet. Okay. So it's it's not anything. Now, um, there's a, I think there's a Dick Speedo tack on 7th Street in Indian School just north. I would call them and ask them if you could bring your Tempest uh, um, dashboard complete. And they're going to have a wiring schematic, so they're going to be able to backfeed power and ground to the uh, to the bulkhead connector. Okay. So you you might say, is this something that you want to try? You'd be you might be surprised that their diagnostic might very well be eighty dollars, and the fix could be another twenty dollars, and guaranteed that those three lights will light from now on. That might be something you might be interested in. Okay. All righty. I'll certainly go down that road. Okay. Good luck to you. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye. Okay. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. The lines are wide open. Six zero two five. 080960. We'll be right back. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair? The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. 
Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement. A plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. Is your driveway, pool, deck, patio, or sidewalk old and cracked? Save money and don't tear it out. Cover it with Enviro Rubber Paving. Poured in place and proven over 15 years to provide a cooler, strong, durable, and safe surface for parking, walking, playing, and even running. Enviro Rubber Paving can solve your broken concrete and asphalt problems in just one day. Call 1-800-919-5945 or visit EnviroPaving.com. That's 1-800-919-5945 or click EnviroPaving.com. Franchise is now available in the Phoenix area. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels, the end result of the dream of Henry Ford. Well, now I've got a car that's mine alone, to be in the finance company owned, a ready made pile of manufactured grief. And if I ain't out of problems, if you'd like to join us, you can, 602 508 Let me tell you about IMM Auto Service. If you live in Northwest Mesa, if you live in South Scottsdale, if you live in Northeast Tempe, you're close to IMM Auto Service. IMM has been around since 1972. And folks, let me explain something. There are three ways to deliver fuel to your engine. Gravity, which is in the older cars, mechanical fuel pump and electrical fuel pump. And I'm telling, here to tell you that every car made in the whole wide world delivers those three fuels the same way with minor modifications. IMM 
can work on any kind of car. They have a 12-month, 12,000-mile warranty. They have an ASE Master Techs. They do work on domestic vehicles and imports, but they specialize in Volvo, Saabs, Fiat, and Alfa Romeos. But, like I said, if you know how they deliver fuel in three different kinds of systems, then you can fix just about any car out there. So IMM, again, Northeast Tempe on the 101, the southbound 101 frontage road is IMM Auto Service. Let's go to the phones. Bill, you're up next. How can I help you today? Good, good morning, Mark. I, I thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. And I had a question with the synthetic oils. Have they increased the additive package to allow for protection or the increased mileage? Well, um, there, let's just do a real basic thing here. Conventional oil um, has basically the same additive package as a synthetic oil. The difference between conventional and blended oil, which is in the middle of the road, and then synthetic, which is the premium oil, the difference is strictly the quality of the oil, the quality of the additive package, and the expected life of that oil. Where conventional oil is three to 5,000 mile oil changes, a blended oil is five to seven, and synthetic is eight to 12. But it's not a matter of increasing or or making the additive because the additive package has always been the same. There's detergent. There's there's chemicals in there for shear issues. Otherwise, we're cutting the oil in half. We're shearing the oil. Um, there's uh, anti-foaming agents. Um, we have we have uh, additives to help on what we call the pour point, which means the oil turns to a solid at what degree below zero. And then we have oxidation additives that we add where the oil turns to a solid when we reach what Fahrenheit up high. So a synthetic oil won't turn to a solid till 500 degrees. A conventional oil turns to a solid at about 300 degrees. But, Bill, your motor is going to be trash at 300 degrees anyway. Yes. So it's, not, so it's just really a matter of, of what kind of oil change intervals works best for you. Does that does that help you? Yes, okay. I really do appreciate that, that Mark. I thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, Bill. Thank you very much for bringing that up. And and Bill brings up a good point in this respect. We've got people from Sun City and Ahwatukee and East Mesa that maybe go three thousand miles a year. If I were king of the world, they'd all use conventional oil, and we change their oil once a year. Period. Now we've got salesmen, and I've got customers that do thirty thousand miles a year. Well, if they do 30,000 miles a year and we have them in, some, in, in a conventional oil, they have 10 oil changes. But if I put them in synthetic at a 10,000-mile oil change, they only have three oil changes, and it's synthetic. So three oil changes versus 10 oil changes. So it's your call. But you can tailor your annual miles. Now, on, on, on my wife's car, I've got her in synthetic because she drives probably about 20,000 miles a year, but I'm changing it just before summer and just before winter. So we we really go from May and then to November. And so she goes through the two seasons of Phoenix, which is cold and hot. She goes through there with fresh oil. So at the beginning of the summer, she got fresh. She has fresh oil. And at the beginning of the winter, she has fresh oil. That's how I do it. But thank you for bringing that up, Bill. Chad, you're up next. Chad, how can I help you? Hey, Mark, thanks. Hey, I've got uh, an 03 Z71 Suburban. I have had a check engine light come on that uh, is the 02 sensor, uh, sensor 1 and 2 at the same time. 
Okay. So I actually went and purchased the O2 sensors, changed those this morning, uh, went and reset the codes, and 10 minutes later, the light's back on again. I did notice on one of the um, O2 sensors on the driver's side that the wiring had fallen down onto the drive shaft and had worn through the wiring and was just bare copper showing. So I thought, of course, that was the issue, changed it, and it came right back on again. Should I be looking for a blown fuse because of that bare wire? No, no, not at all. No, no, there's no fuses on on those kinds of circuits. Those are only 5-volt circuits anyway, so there's no fuses on those. Um, Okay. Let me ask you a question. What those two O2 sensors cost you? Oh, I think it was about 60, well, I think $80 total. Okay. All right. Um, Well, it... See, it depends on, on what's going on, and, and, and the code's not going to tell you what's going on. Are both O2 sensors screaming, give me more fuel? Are both O2 sensors stuck on the lean side? Are both O2 sensors stuck on the rich side? Or maybe so, both O2 sensors are screaming, give me more fuel, and the computer grabs a hold of the faucet and has opened the faucet completely. It's saying, okay. I am giving you all the fuel I can give you, you two idiots. And the 202 sensor saying, you know what, you can say that, but we're running lean. We see engine temperature going up. We don't see any fuel in the exhaust, so we want more fuel. And the computer goes, well, I got the faucet wide open. Do you have any idea what could be causing what I just described? Uh, fuel pump. And now, let me tell you, it's an easy one. The fuel filter's plugged up. Okay. Okay. So if the fuel filter's plugged up, the computer doesn't know <laughs> that the, even though the faucet's open, it's like someone's parked a car on the hose. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it so does. so you, you, you pull in and you park on the hose, and now the sprinkler system doesn't work because you're parked on the hose. Well, that happens all the time. And, okay. and it's, first of all, only 25% of the O2 codes that my shop deals with necessitate the replacement of O2 sensors. Okay. There's okay. vacuum leaks that cause lean conditions. There's fuel pressure regulators that are bleeding raw fuel into the system, causing them to yell, rich, 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 rich. So there's yep. two ends of the spectrum on the O2 sensor. A low number, and I'm going to give you some simple numbers so that you can understand easy. On a 1 to 10 scale, 1 says, I don't see any fuel in this exhaust, and 10 says, holy mackerel, give me a raincoat. I see way too much fuel. Now, an oxygen sensor senses the, the, the presence of oxygen. So when we start talking about oxygen, if there is no oxygen, then that is interpreted as an abundance of fuel. If there's a tremendous amount of oxygen, then that's interpreted as a lean condition. So okay. in, in your particular case, because the, car, the deck of cards has 52 in it, then there's, there's at least, least $1,000 worth of guesses you can make between now and success. <laughs> so I would suggest that you, and really and truly, the two oxygen sensors, those are going to be somewhere between $75 and $125 to diagnose both of them with no, no problem whatsoever. Um, we've seen yeah. bad brake boosters cause lean conditions. We, we've seen PCV valve systems that are down, and that's kind of a deal where I, I, I look at it, I see a lean condition, Ooh, I hear something. Oh, look here. The PCV valve's got a big, oh, I'll fix that. And you call up and say, I got $45 worth of time. I've got $20 worth of hose. I've got a $5 PCV valve, and you're on your way. Right. Yeah, there so, were five codes all together, and it was uh, 
they were both showing lean, and then also the uh, it's a catalyst uh, below threshold. Okay, and what's happening there is is on the front side we got we got fuel coming in, and on the back side we better have a lot less fuel coming out because the catalyst should be consuming that fuel. The fact of the matter is, is the front O2 and the back O2 are saying to one another, I'm seeing the same thing you are. So they're saying, well, the threshold isn't being met, but in reality we're running so lean on the front end that we're not going to send fuel through. So the the code coming or the the reading coming in is the same as reading coming out because there is no fuel. We're running lean. So in, in that case, I would say I'm going to go after the O2 sensor in front on the lean code first because once I fix that, then I know I'm going to then then I'm going to have that transition where I I come in at a five on the on the front of the cat and I go out as a one and that's what the computer wants to see. I come in as a five, I go out as a one. Right now the computer's seeing one in and one out, and it's saying, hey, the cat's not working because the same number on the front is the same number on the back. Did all that make sense? It did, and that's what the uh, the three codes, the lean codes and the catalyst codes went away, but the bank one and two are still showing uh, O2, those two O2 uh, codes are on. Okay, so. and and again, you get you got you got a whole bunch of lean codes, and and really somebody needs to figure out uh, what you're doing is you're killing the messengers. The messengers are saying lean codes, with the exception of the one with the broken wire. You're yeah. just killing the messengers because the messengers are going to still stay the same. We just got to figure out why it's running lean. But yeah. if you wanted a, a real wild guess, replace the uh, replace the fuel filter and see what happens. Fuel filter. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Sir. All right. Good luck to you. Thank you very much, Chad. And when we come back, we're going to take Patrick and Gary. We'll be back right after this. Hello, I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran quality transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is when you bring your car or truck to quality transmission in Tempe. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. The following is a paid political announcement. I'm Donald Trump, and I'm running for president. 
Our country is in deep trouble because, let's face it, politicians are all talk, no action. My opponents have no experience in creating jobs or making deals. The fact is, I'm going to make the greatest trade deals we've ever made in our country, and I'm going to bring jobs and money back to the United States. I'll take care of our veterans and make our military so strong that nobody will mess with us. I'll secure our borders, and yes, we will have a wall. You can't have a country without borders. And I'll make sure that the Second Amendment and our religious liberties are protected. Obamacare is a total disaster. It will be repealed and replaced with something much better. When I win, you'll never be disappointed. I don't disappoint people. I produce. Together, we're going to make America great again. I'm Donald Trump, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Donald J. Trump for President, Inc. Welcome back, everybody. 48 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Thank you for putting up with uh, our technical difficulties. Every Saturday, we're here from 10 to 12, and I'm going to work really hard uh, on technical difficulties so that we can have an uneventful show next week. Every Saturday from 10 to 12, we're right here on 960 talking about cars. Uh, Let me tell you real quick about Larry Harker's Auto Repair. Larry Harker's Auto Repair has been around for a very long time, actually since 1967. Bob and Ellen, who run Larry Harker's Auto Repair, are a really good pair because Ellen handles the front counter, handles the customers, handles the estimates, and Bob does the diagnosis along with his staff and supervises the repairs of cars. And it really is a good thing when the owner of the shop is so technical, so astute, such a good diagnostician, has such tremendous background, and that's exactly what Bob is. So if you're anywhere near the 38th Avenue and Indian School, anywhere near 38th Avenue and Indian School, may I suggest that you try Larry Harker's Auto. Even if you have a shop, try them for an oil change. See what you say, and here's why. There's a lot of shops in that geographical area that send their tough jobs to Larry Harker's Auto. It's in your best interest to deal directly with the person diagnosing and perhaps fixing your car. And that's why Bob and Ellen at Larry Harker's Auto is a great shop for you to go to. Let's go to the phones and talk with Patrick. Patrick, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning. Looking for some advice. I've got the opportunity to purchase a 1998 Lexus E300 32,000 miles on it. The car spent most of its life in Seattle the past year down here. What should I do with, with taking it to somebody to give me a clean bill of health? Who, who do you, okay, who do you recommend? Okay. You just need to, to, to use the terminology. What you're looking for is a used car checkover. And the used car checkover gives you stuff that needs to be done today next month, and next year. So, for instance, that car is uh, eight years old, and my personal recommendation to my customers is that we don't keep hoses and belts longer than 80,000 miles or eight years. So certainly hoses and belts would be something that you would want to look at. You'd also want all the maintenance records from the previous owners to determine what's been done and what hasn't. Now, it's not likely at 30,000 miles that you have a lot of fluids that need to be changed, but it's going to be 30,000 miles or 18 months. And so you're out of the 18-month realm, but you're not out of the 32,000 or 36,000-mile realm, so you'll have some tough decisions to make. You're going to spend $125 about that for a used car checkover, but 
you're going to have negotiation posture with the seller of the car because you're going to find things that need to be done now and you're going to ask them to either make a deduction or to have that done before you do it. But more important than anything I've talked about is spend the money for a Carfax to make sure that the car has a clean title and, and, then, and also how many owners it's had. Because the other day a lady brought a car in and she said, this is a one-owner car. We ran a Carfax on the VIN, and, and, and she would have been the eighth owner. Oh, my. So, so, so she wasn't being told the truth somewhere along the line, but Carfax has that. Now, we did run into a Corvette the other day, a 96 Corvette, that showed one owner, and I know it had two because I was the first one, and I sold it to the second one. <laughs> but, but evidently, Carfax doesn't have the ability to reach that far backwards, and your 98 Lexus could be that as well. But the Carfax is absolutely important when you're going to buy a used car, and a used car checkover is the same. But they're going to give you, you know, a, a while back a lady said to me, I took your advice, I took it in for a used car checkover, they found 550 some odd dollars worth of work, I went back, and the dealer I was going to buy the car from said, we'll do all that work for you. And then she negotiated a different price. They did all that work. So she says, I spent $125 to save $550, and then another $200 they gave her off for the aggravation. So she spent $125 for basically, what, $500 and $750 worth of credit. So that's a good deal. Excellent. All right. Well, I've known the gentleman that has the car for 10 years, so I'm okay. pretty pretty confident in what he's telling me. but. I'm a used car checkover. Thank you. Yeah. All right. And one one other thing, Patrick. I like those cars. I, I like those cars a lot. Um, if it's a one owner car and may, there's only been one butt in the seat for all that thirty two thousand miles, then the back seat and the passenger side's probably pristine, and that car's going to give you a lot of good long service. And if you buy it right, you'll really be happy with it. So thank you for trusting us, Patrick. Gary, you're up next. Gary, how can I help you? Hey, I got a. Um I got a uh, oil change uh, question for you again. Uh, I've got a 04 Lincoln Town Car, 135,000 miles. I got a buddy that says I ought to switch to full synthetic because it'll make that motor sound a lot better, run a lot better, run a lot longer if I switch to high mileage. He says it's especially good. So should I go to full synthetic oil or should I get a new buddy? Um. I just respectfully disagree that that is a symptom and a and a fix. I don't I don't think that oil unless if you have a loose motor and you and you take it out of a 1030 and you put a 2050 or a 30 weight or a 40 weight or a 50 weight in it, that's going to change the sound of the engine. But it has nothing to do with with whether or not it's synthetic or it's conventional or whether it's a blended oil. Yeah, let me um, let me clarify one thing. It runs perfect. There's not a thing wrong with it. He just thinks on a preventative basis that I had to go to full synthetic to make okay. it last longer. I don't I don't buy that either, and I'll tell you why I respectfully dis, dis, disagree with that. Okay. Um, we do lots of motors every year, and 95% of all the motors that we replace are damaged by the nut behind the wheel. And mm -hmm. the nut behind the wheel ran them low on oil, or they overheated them in Arizona. Uh -huh. Um and, 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 and I'm not I'm not being mean to these people, but, but you know people that have run a car engine to an overheat to where it melted the motor down. So do I. Everybody does. It just happens sometimes. 
and and it's just the luck of the draw sometimes. Sometimes you're halfway between Phoenix and Tucson, and you're on your way to a meeting, and the gauge starts sneaking up, and you think you can make it, and you find out you can't, and it's, that's okay. But but the idea, it's a false sense of security that your car's not going to break down if you put synthetic oil in it because your car's going to love you more, and therefore it's not going to break down. That's just not true. So I don't think your car has a brain. I know it has a brain because your Lincoln probably has three computers in it, but none of them know what kind of oil you, you put in it, and none of them care. So I don't know. And, and But also I want to tell you this. It's okay for you to go to a synthetic in late, in late car life or to go from a synthetic to a conventional. That was something that was made up in the 70s. That was true then. It's not true today. So no matter what you're using now, if you want to go to synthetic and extend your oil, oil change intervals, go ahead. I agree. Go ahead. But not for the reason... If it's being perceived to you that the reason you should go to a synthetic is your car will love you more and it'll break down less, I disagree with that, respectfully. <laughs> hey, I appreciate your effort. Thanks a lot. Right. Thank you, Gary. <laughs> yeah, it, folks, car repair, um, there's just nothing you can do to your car to make you love it, to make it love you more. Um, when the alternator fails, it's going to fail, and there's nothing you can do about it. When the brakes go metal to metal, uh, there's nothing you can do about it. When the power steering pump fails, there's nothing you can do about it. You could change your power steering fluid um, every month for the first 10 years, and when that pump is ready to go see pump heaven, it's going whether you have fluid in it, brand new fluid in it or not. So it's it's uh, the idea of the car just doesn't the car's a mechanical device that has um, lots of moving parts. So that's important. Gil, do we have anybody? Uh, Tom with a quick question. Okay, Tom, go right ahead. How are you doing, Mark? Good, good. Question for you, 99 Nissan Quest, uh, CV axles in the front. Uh, look underneath there, boots torn, grease is all over. Probably been that way for months. Where's the trade-off between uh, changing out the axle and trying to put a quick boot on it? How many miles? Oh, no, 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 forget the quick boot. That's out of my, that's out of my realm. They, they leak like crazy, and it takes a magician to make them work and work right. Let me ask you, how many miles are on the Quest? Let's see. It's got about 210 on it. Okay. How many axle sets has the head on it? Let's see. I did one about uh, 80,000 miles ago, so I got the lifetime with uh, O'Reilly. Okay. All right. Um, I would. I, right now, axles are so cheap, and there's so many people rebuilding axles, that my shop, we've stopped booting axles. Um, we are we, – there is – at my shop, there might be $125 difference for us, pull the two fronts and reboot the outer joints only on the two fronts versus pulling the axles out and putting two new rebuilt axles in with reconditioned joints with new boots and new inners as well. There might be a $150 difference, and, I, and you're going to have to give me a little bit of play on the $150, but um, it's just not worth it anymore because we, we boot axles, and like in your case, they've we don't know how long they've been exposed to the elements. So we, we, we pull the axle, we clean it up, we pack it with grease, we put a new boot on it, we put it back in, and you complain that it clicks on a hard turn, and we know that joint was, was bad, and that we didn't think it was bad, and now we're in, a big, big, we're in big trouble. So in your particular case, if you know how to do that, all I, I think you should do is just bid two complete axles of a rebuilt variety, and I think that's what serves you the best. All righty. Well, thank you very much. And everybody else, thank you very much for spending your Saturday with me. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.